Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Make It Pine. Make It Pine. M-I-P. With Masamela Mark Thompson. Make It Pine. Get woke. Folks, you know I have always advocated looking for answers, looking for leaders, servant leaders, in fact, in the mirror, especially now, more than ever we really have got to mature beyond expecting someone else to do something joe manchin says well you all need to elect more progressives if you don't like me he's not wrong about that but sometimes we don't tend to look closest to home and sometimes that's just some of us and all of these as you've also heard me preach a thousand times all these elected officers are important. If you run for city council, you can affect police reform. Police are governed by lo- localities. If you run for the state house, you can affect redistricting. You know, again, I, I get a call from somebody every day. Mark, uh, I need your help. I'm running for U.S. Senate. Well, no, slow down. You ain't. You just don't jump to that. They'll, but these and people don't think we've been misled to think that that down ballot is not important. It is a, a U.S. senator doesn't affect redistricting. In fact, U.S. senator can't change policing, especially if they're in the Senate with Joe Manchin, who won't pass just in policing. But anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, so uh, an organization, and we've highlighted this organization before, is Run for Something. We're going to hear about Run for Something. We're also going to hear about Sister District. And one of the individuals, if not the individual, who's behind both of those and doing great work, she is joining us today from West Virginia. Keep her in your prayers. We were just talking about that. As you all know, I was just in West Virginia over the weekend more times than I ever thought I would be. And I shouldn't be like that. West Virginia is a beautiful place. It's just this dude that they're dealing with now. It's, it's such a poor reflection of the beauty and the greenery. Uh, and actually, this time of year, the, the, the orange and yellow. of the, I mean, y'all, it's, it's just, just breathtaking. But uh, she's there. So she is clearly aware and has a perspective of some of the contradictions we're facing. 
from Run for Something and Sister District, Gabby Goldstein. Gabby, how are you today? Welcome to Make It Plain. Thank you so much, Mark. It's wonderful to be here. I'm Gabby. I'm, I'm co-founder at Sister District and Run for Something is a wonderful partner of ours, um, but I, I can't claim any credit for their work. But yes, I'm here in West Virginia about to head over to Virginia to get out the vote. We have huge elections this year in Virginia. The entire lower chamber of, of their legislature is up for election as well as the governor's seat. And it's a close race. And these are really important races. And it's going to be a photo finish. So all hands on deck. Well, and in fact, and that's important, too, because as I was alluding to, Sister District actually is, is, is helping to focus on state legislatures, correct? Yes, absolutely. So my co-founders and I started this organization back at the end of 2016, which feels both like yesterday and also not nearly long enough ago, with the goal of building progressive power in state legislatures. We really saw a gap in organizing capacity and resources going to folks, uh, progressives running at this level of the ballot. As you said, um, you know, there's so much attention put on national races, federal races, but the rubber really hits the road at the state legislative level. And I always say, I hate to say that progressives are tardy to the party when it comes to paying attention to state legislatures. Conservatives have been at this game for decades weaponizing state legislatures for their own regressive policy goals. And so we're really behind. So we built this organization with the goal of catching up and being in it for the long haul to build up that power back into our state legislatures. Our state legislatures are our policy laboratories. They are leadership pipelines. Half of all members of Congress started in their state legislature. Half of all presidents started in their state legislature. And as you said, they are absolutely critical to this fight against gerrymandering. Voter suppression and gerrymandering are creatures of state law. They're not creatures of federal law. So we can't make progress there until we build back power in our states. And so in, in that regard, the sister district focus on encouraging women candidates, especially to run for, for state legislature? Absolutely. I mean, we'll never have the reflective democracy that we want unless we get folks to run and support them. Importantly, not just get them to run, but then actually provide them with financial and administrative support once they run. And so we're very, very committed to endorsing candidates who are building towards that reflective democracy. 75% of our candidates this year are women. 60% um, of those are, are women of color. And so we're really, really committed to this idea that we'll never have an American America that looks like us unless we support folks who come from the beautiful diversity of backgrounds that is really our country. And, and as you mentioned, you all are, are kind of partnering with Run for Something, aren't you? We do. They're actually a, a fantastic partner of ours in a few places. One program that we are working together on this year is candidate training program for folks who ran last year and lost by just a little bit, ran for state ledge and lost mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. keep them in the pipeline and help them run again. Because especially for, for women, candidates of color, folks from non-traditional backgrounds, 
just mounting that first campaign, it, you give it all you got. How do you ever come back and, and build a second campaign? So we're working with Run for Something on that program called Future Winners. They're also a wonderful partner of ours in, in our national phone bank program. And so we're running phone banks every single day at Sister District um, directly with our campaigns. Uh, and it's the best thing that you can do outside the state because we need every single boots on the ground to be making you know door knocks, not phone calls. So I hope folks will consider joining us. They're very fun phone banks. We get together on Zoom. Uh, we have special guests like comedian David Cross is coming, the Pod Save America guys. It's a good time and it can make a really big difference down the stretch. Help our audience understand in your own words how critical Virginia is. And 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 I mean I think this term bellwether is is thrown around too much. But yet, I mean, I think what you're doing is is a good, if you will, test case, laboratory incubator for what we're talking about, what we can do in a state and how important a state is. Because again, people look at too much national media and they think the only elected officials that matter are senators and presidents. But but Virginia gives us an opportunity to really educate people. But but help help people understand what it would mean to win in Virginia, what it would mean to actually lose in Virginia. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, Virginia is, I think, a good bellwether for what happens in the in the next year. Virginia, along with a very small handful of other states, holds its state legislative and gubernatorial elections in odd years, not off years. There's no off years in politics. But in <laughs> odd you. years, yes, Thanks. exactly. Municipal elections she, every year. Um, she, she's again, folks. This is a teachable moment. Y'all think it's every it's every even year. It's every year. You always got to vote. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Permanent. <laughs> Voting is permanent part of our lives every year. There's always races that matter. And Virginia holds its elections in these odd years for its state legislature. And because that of that, it's often, and I just say, you know, a bellwether because the data bears that out, an indication of what we might expect in the next year, which is either a presidential or a midterm year always. And so Virginia tends, because Virginia looks a lot like a lot of the country, it looks a lot more like the rest of the country than, say, California, in terms of its demographics, in terms of its partisan makeup, really is a purple state. It gives us a preview sometimes of what to expect the next year. But regardless of that, I mean, so it has national consequences for that reason as sort of a, a bellwether for next year. But aside from that, it's just what you said. Virginia is a beautiful example of what states can accomplish. It has gone from being a solidly red state to a purple leaning blue, but still purple state in just, you know, a handful of years. And it has become a progressive policy leader um, not just in the South, although certainly in the South, but across the country. So Democrats have only controlled the, the state in, in a trifecta, meaning both houses of the legislature and the governor's mansion, only two years. And just in those two years, they have raised the minimum wage. They've rolled back abortion restrictions. They've expanded voting access. Made vote, made election day a holiday. They they have made they've made huge gains in terms of environmental policy. All of this just in two years, and so it's really building towards that promise of progressive federalism, which is a bee I have in my bonnet. I don't think that we talk nearly enough about the idea of a progressive federalism. We ceded this idea of, of federalism to conservatives 
centuries ago, right? States' rights and all of this. But it really obscures the fact that states can actually be really, really progressive and really, really helpful in introducing policies, proving policies, progressive policies that then can go on to be national policies. So Virginia is a blueprint. It's not an outlier. It's a blueprint. But we have to hold the majority. And it's definitely in jeopardy right now. Yeah, yeah. More MIP after this message. And, and again, the, the, the risk of losing that majority, too, I mean, and again, I know we're talking about Virginia, but that does have national implications because the Trump forces are using Virginia as much, I guess, as a blueprint as we are, because this would, even though the guy who's running for governor didn't want him to campaign there, which is also interesting, uh, <laughs> but still ushering that the, the Republicans back into power in Virginia Trump would see that as a victory. And unfortunately, folks, that frankly to the rest of us would be, I think he would view that, we would see him viewing that as um, vindication for Charlottesville and his whole many sides, many, many sides thing. We can't have that, can we, Gabby? A hundred percent. The Republicans see this as a great opportunity to change the narrative going into next year and frankly into 24. They see Virginia as, you know, a low hanging fruit for them to take back and and start building that narrative about what Democrats should expect in, in the midterms and, um, and, and set the stage. And so it's absolutely critical that we not allow that to happen and that we don't let this fragile Democratic majority slip through our fingers. It's so close. I mean, just to give, you know, your your viewers an idea how, how close this is, Terry McAuliffe, who's running for governor as a, de you know, the Democratic nominee for governor, he was already the governor in Virginia. Virginia has this weird, quirky system where you can only run for governor for one term, but then you can run for governor later after yeah. other people have been governor. So Terry's coming back to run for governor again. Glenn Youngkin, who's the Republican running, he's unknown, he's completely unknown. No one's ever heard of him. He's, you know, just a, a very wealthy hedge fund guy. Terry McAuliffe and Glenn Youngkin are statistically tied in this race. We have an extremely well-known former governor. Everyone in the state of Virginia knows Terry McAuliffe's name. He was already the governor and he's tied right now. He's tied. With, with this challenger. And that just shows how close this is. And it's certainly the same way in these state legislative races. These are 50-50 these yeah. races all the way. Yeah. But I, I would say, though, Gabby, this is why what you're doing is important. And I mean, I, I, I know Terry, but the fact of the matter is there are some in the Democratic Party, voter, Democratic voters in Virginia, who wanted or want someone new and fresh and more exciting. And the safe bet under the circumstance, because it is so tight, let's go with Terry. I get all that. But see, this is why you're important. This is why we have to support organizations like this. Because if you feel that way, you have to support the kind of stuff Gabby's doing, because that is what cultivates and develops the next generation of people, a bench, to run for governor. There should be an, an up-and-coming progressive woman running for governor of Virginia. Just not there yet. But it, we can't, it, it's not going to happen spontaneously. We have to start here to build it, yeah. right, Gabby? Yes, and I would just give a huge shout out to Jennifer Carol Foy, 
who did run in the primary for governor, and she was a sister district alum. We supported Jennifer back in 17 when she first ran and flipped that seat blue. And we've been huge supporters of Jennifer all the way through. She's incredible. And she's exactly the purpose, what you're talking about, of creating a bench and having new, young, younger voices, more diverse voices at the table. Jennifer Carol Foy is a great example of that. And while we may have Terry who came out ahead for a number of structural reasons, right? All the reasons that that he came out uh, out ahead, given the structural advantages that he had going into that primary, we still have huge opportunities for the next, to support the next Jennifer Carol Foy's in Virginia and everywhere. And I would just give a huge shout out to our candidate from this year, Lashrice Aird, who we're supporting in her um, re-election this year, very, very close race. She's currently the youngest black woman in the General Assembly in Virginia. We're also supporting Brianna Sewell, who's running in an open seat. And if she wins this election, she'll take over as the young, youngest woman, uh, youngest black woman in the House of Delegates. And so, um, you know, this, these are, these are incredible candidates. All, you know, Lashreese is already elected. These are folks that we need to continue to support. We can't let them out of office. We have to keep them in office and build towards the next person who will run for governor and win. Indeed, indeed. And uh, I, I wasn't worried about Jennifer, but I was worried about La Charisse. La Charisse has been a guest on the show over the years. So that is great. And, and that is the point, folks. More MIP after this message. Now, Gabby just said we have to keep people like these in office. Now, let, let's, let's help me out here, Gabby, because as you well know, here's something else is going on. Your senator in West Virginia has just about single-handedly affected the Democratic constituency's morale. And so we hear people saying, well, we got Biden and Democrats in power, but they can't do anything. They can't stop Joe Manchin. Why should I vote? And I'm besieged with that question every day. Allies that you and I know in other organizations are having trouble mobilizing voters for that reason. So let me put you on the spot. Uh, to all who are listening, make the case. And, and this audience, obviously, on my show, I mean, the, my audience is pretty much people who vote. They're probably never going to stop voting. But I know people have morale issues and questions. What would you say to those of us who need to keep the rest of our families and friends and voters motivated? I mean, this is this is critical. And, and it's 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 a hard argument, but we're going to give you a chance to make it, <laughs> Gabby, to, to help us try to stay alive. Lord have mercy. Totally. And the first thing I want to say is a huge, huge shout out to all of the year round power building organizations on the ground all over this country that are making that case every day with their communities and not making this transactional about politics, but really making the case about why politics and why voting matters to in, in your daily life, right? And so, you know, just in Virginia, I want to give a huge shout out to New Virginia Majority, which is an incredible organization, power building organization that's making this case around issues that people care about in Virginia, like a fair wage, like expanded health care, and organizing in communities around the issues that matter and tying those issues to voting, right? If you care about this issue, you need to vote. That's how we get to this solution that you want in terms of policy. So just wanted to start out with a huge shout out to that work. That's ha- And often it's not sexy work. 
you know, a lot of those organizations grind it out with, without enough money, without national visibility. And they're doing that hard and often thankless work in terms of, you know, praise and, and adoration to make that case and build that power in the communities. In terms of, you know, thinking about political power, I mean, the purpose of political power is to use it and, and to, to create a vision of the world that you want through policy, right? So voting is how we get there. I mean, Stacey Abrams makes that really, really great case. Voting isn't sufficient to get the world we want, but it's necessary. We have to do it if we want to get there. So everything from education, you know, making sure that our schools are well funded, that our teachers are paid well, that we all have a fair shake to go to college if we want to and not be in crushing debt to healthcare, making sure that, you know, we have access to doctors and that we won't go bankrupt if we need to, to go to the hospital to our environment, right? Making sure our water is safe to drink. Those are all issues that run through the states, frankly. Those are all states. Right. So regardless of what the issues are that are most pressing in people's lives, those issues, you have to tie them to voting. And voting isn't sufficient, right? Look at what we did. We elected this like very narrow majority in DC. So we voted. It's not sufficient to guarantee we get the outcomes we want, but it's necessary. We'll never get there yeah. without voting. So we, ha we have to do it. And we have to, we have to think about voting as just permanent. It's a permanent part of right. our lives. Just as you said, there's no off years and there's always elections and it, we just have to build it into the fabric of what we do every year. How is looking forward to next year, 2022, how is the process going to encourage new candidates and others to get involved and to, to put more voices out there? How's that process going? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Shout out to Run for Something. They actually just launched a cool portal um, in partnership with Snapchat to ingest young people who are interested in, in voting and, and get them sorted into the races that they're qualified to run for. We need a lot of that. I mean, one thing I will say is that we're in a redistricting year right now. So all across the country, state legislatures, usually there's some commissions, but usually state legislatures are in the process of drawing new lines. They're way behind, right? Because of the census data delays, Mo all these maps should have already been dra drawn. None of them, almost none of them have been finalized yet. That makes it really hard to recruit candidates because how do you decide if you're going to run if you don't know what district you live in? So that's also a Republican strategy. They're delaying to create the shortest window of time for people to decide to run because that will advantage their incumbents, the Republican incumbents. So that's strategic. But what it means for us is that it's it's hard to get people to, to be willing to run if they're not even sure what congressional or state legislative district, or even at a municipal level, what districts or county districts they live in. So that's a serious challenge. And again, that falls right at the Republicans' feet for engineering it that way to make it harder for folks to decide to run. So we have to fight against that and encourage folks to run and encourage folks to get ready for the process to run even if we're not quite sure yet what districts they're eligible for. Yeah, no, no, that is important. But but right. Getting people ready, getting people involved, getting people acclimated to that. And again, folks, we got to we got to start thinking about this and we've got to make it second nature to vote. Some of us are going to have to make it almost second nature to think about to think about running and also, Gabby, creating a process. You know, one of the things and, and this is probably a, a, a longer discussion and and. Uh, requires even more strategy. You know, some folks are discouraged from running because politics can be so ugly sometimes and there's so much negativity. Have you all 
gotten into that? Uh, have you been thinking about ways? Because it's in some of these situations where there's just so much smearing. People don't even want to get involved. In it. And I think that's also purposeful to keep newer and younger people and more diverse groups of people for running. What, what, do, you, what do you think about that? And, and if anything, are you all looking at that or, or trying to address that? Yeah, I, I mean, that's completely true. One thing I, um, you know, shout out again to our partners at Run for Something in our future winners program, where we're taking folks who ran and lost and helping keep them in the pipeline for part of, you know, many of them have that exact um, set of concerns. It was so hard the first time. It was so ugly. My family got dragged into it. Why would I do this again? Well, because we need you, because you have an important voice and, and we need to, to support you. The other thing I'd say is that it's not enough to get people to run. And I've done some work in, in a number of states where there have been big pushes to just get people to file to run for office everywhere, you know, every, every district, all the rest. It's not enough for those candidates because it sucks to be to run and and then have no support especially in like a very red district where you don't probably have any chance of winning there's this often this push to get people to run but then there's no support like okay i filed but I don't know how to run a campaign. I don't have any money. I don't. So um, we, we have to do both things. We have to encourage people to run, but then we need the infrastructure, the organizations like mine, like Run for Something, like Emily's List, that will actually support candidates, help them raise money, help them ha write their field plans and um, you know their GOTV plans and help them build a volunteer base. That's really important too. So we need both sides of the coin. Yes, we need you to run, but then it's on all of us to help the infrastructure to support people when they're running so that they, they have what they need to succeed. Those who want to run, Gabby, or who want to support the work that Sister District is doing, how do they do that? Yeah, so sisterdistrict.com. And um, when you sign up, you'll be routed to your closest team. I, I didn't mention this, but we have over 55,000 volunteers across the country organized into local teams, about 150 teams. And each year, our teams are sistered up. The name Sister District comes from the idea of a sister city. They're sistered up to a couple of candidates, state-ledged candidates, for field and fundraising support. So I live in D.C., and so this year, my, my, my sister district candidates are Joshua Cole and Brianna Sewell. But over in San Francisco, their candidates are LaSharice Aird and Alex Askew. So you get to really uh, form a, a, a longer term relationship and bond with the candidates and the communities that they're from over time. So like I said, it is not too late. We're running national phone banks every day between now and the election for, for our Virginia candidates. And, you know, our shifts are just an hour. There's no harm in, in just coming for an hour. The truth is, even if you just want to see what it's like, you could just make a few calls and be with us on Zoom and you can see it's not weird or scary to make these phone calls. It's going to make a huge difference because, like I said, this is going to be a photo finish. I guarantee there's going to be races that are decided in the tens of votes or, you know, 20s of votes. Just as one quick, you know, anecdote in 2017, when we worked in Virginia, one of our candidates actually tied she tied Shelly Simons and it came down to picking a name out of a ceramic bowl. And it wow. wasn't her name that got picked. It was her opponent's name that got picked. She came back in 19 and won that, won that race. But that's what this comes down to. Literally one vote in one 2017. Vote. So that's, that's why we can all make a big difference with just a little bit of time. That's right. Make a difference in Virginia, folks. And again, I, I know how some people may be feeling, but Gabby's making the point. We cannot stop. We have got this has got to be a part of our lives. We cannot relax 
uh, we know clearly more than ever what the alternative is, you know, uh, especially in Virginia. We saw what happened. We can't get amnesia. We we can't be on the same cycle as human beings that the, that the cable 24 hour news cycle is. We can never and we can go over a whole lot. We can go over the whole history of Virginia. But let me just make it simple. We can never forget Charlottesville. We can never. That happened in our generation at this time. Now, I'm sure we can go back to other things that have happened in, in the old dominion. But we saw what happened a few years ago. And we saw the person who minimized it, normalized it, and the others around him who are wanting to do the same. That's really the bottom line. And, and so, folks, um, I've also I've accepted this, too. Everybody knows someone in every state. Think about it. You know somebody in Virginia, those of you listening. So get on the phone. You know, don't just call in t- t- uh, today and talk about the sports and the weather. So what's up? You voting? Choose? What's going on? Just bring that up uh, <laughs> and whatnot. Um, Sister District, folks. Website, please, Gabby. Sisterdistrict.com. Sisterdistrict.com. Well, we we look we uh, are first of all are grateful to have you on Make It Plain, and we look forward those of us here at Make It Plain, yours truly especially, into doing whatever work and help that can be done to support what you're doing. This is important. I was just I was saying to Gabby, I was on another radio show early this morning, talking about the need for people sometimes who are complaining about things to look in the mirror and and realize that's just maybe what it will take. And I think more and more people realize as a result of what happened last year, people in the streets, we all know. We have to stand up and be heard. Some of us are going to have to have the courage, the ambition. And that's okay. It's a good ambition to serve other people and run for office. So check out sisterdistrict.com. And it's a good place to start. Like I said, all of us can't just run for president and U.S. Senate tomorrow. But as we've also said, these races are just as important because that determines who is going to go to Congress and how many members of Congress are going to come from your district. And it's not pitting well, some of these state legislators, they're pitting, even in Texas, Democratic Congress members against each other the way they're redrawn districts so they can minimize them. We can't have that. Sisterdistrict.com. Gabby, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Okay, you too. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.